Welcome to the Queer Confidence Podcast, the podcast to help you become your most confident queer self. I'm your host, he, she, they, Coach Alex Ray, and I haven't always been this confident. In fact, I used to be super insecure. And through this show, I want to share with you what's worked for me, my clients, and my guests so that you can become more confident. Hello, unicorns. How are you doing today? (laughs) I have a special guest with me today, one of my unicorns, my icons as well, Brian Granger. He is, and I, am I, you're gonna have to tell me if I'm pronouncing your last name wrong, because I probably am. (laughs) Am I? Uh, It's it's slightly wrong. It's Granger. Granger. Okay. Is that better? Granger. (laughs) She's Louise. I'm a train wreck, (laughs) y'all. Thank you. We've worked together for seven, eight months. I don't know. And I'm like, still can't say your last name correctly. Okay. Well, (laughs) thank you. All right, y'all. So, um, now, now that I've lost my train of thought, of course, and we're just having a good time. It, this is conversational. Welcome to real life. Um, we are going to share with you some amazing, amazing breakthroughs um, that Brian has had in the last few months of us working together in my Confident Queer program. And he's now also in my Iconic Queer Mastermind. And it has been an absolute joy, a huge pleasure to work with Brian and I can't wait for you because I was reviewing our notes and pulling out some like little topics for him to share with you today of some of the breakthroughs he's had. Get ready to have your mind fucking blown. Um, Particularly, we're going to be talking about some, if you are more of a control freak, like the two of us can be, (laughs) this is going to help you relax and enjoy play a little bit more. And... If you're looking to get out there and meet your ideal partner or partners, we've got some incredible advice for you. So without any further introduction, welcome to the podcast, Brian. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Alex. It's it's so exciting. It's so thrilling. Um, Hi, everyone. Um, (laughs) As a listener of the podcast, it's really fun to be on it. It's really exciting. I'm really honored. Um, It's been so mind-blowing for me working with you over this last seven, eight months, how long it's been um, now. And uh, it's just a beautiful reflection from how far I've come and how much more fun <laughs> my life is now <laughs> what it was. Yes. It's so, because when we first started, um, like you, you really, I could tell like there was this big, amazing character kind of squeezed into a little jar. You're like the genie stuck in his lamp. <laughs> yeah, I really love that. It was um, there was some lots of hiding I felt there, mm-hmm. um, and even though I knew I had a, a I do have a big personality. <laughs> Won't be surprised to people who know me well, um, but I was um, hiding my light. I really felt like I wasn't shining and letting myself be, uh, and that's been the the great joy that's come over working together in the program. That now I get to <laughs> be more me. And like it. Yes. And all of us get the pleasure of getting to interact with the more vibrant you, too. Mm -hmm. So it's a gift to you. It's a gift to the world. So cool. (laughs) Thank you for being you. Um, 
Okay, I think we should... Where do you... Actually, no, you you choose. Where do you want to start here? Would you rather start Ooh. with the play aspects or... You know, um, so maybe I could <laughs> share a little bit of, my, I guess, my backstory there a little bit. Please. Um, just to let people know where I where I came to coaching with you in the, in the Confident Queer program. Um, Go for it. Awesome. Um, because um, I, 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 like I've been out for a long time, so I'm sure I'm my age, so I'm 46 now. Um, I've been out since, you know, I was 17, 18. Um, but I've also realized I've not been fully out. Not been fully me, you know. Sometimes as quiz, what we do is we get in that place where we do the live omission, right? It's just I just don't talk about it. I didn't bring it up in my work, um, you know. I just avoided questions or talked around them, used neutral terms, mm-hmm. things like that. Oh, it's kind of ahead of my turn <laughs> using general, general neutral uh, right. pronoun. <laughs> Um, no, no one else in the whole community has ever experienced this, right? We've never. No, exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, and so I used to say, like, you know, and I'm, I've heard this phrase so many times, so I'm sure many listeners maybe have done this in the past, um, where I never lied, mm-hmm. but also never explicitly said. And I was doing that with my clients in my work and, um, you know, with uh, acquaintances, strangers, friends of friends. Um, where I just didn't talk about any of that part that really is such a fundamental part of my identity, right? I feel like I've been denying, like living as that part of myself. Um, we talked a little bit about not letting my, <laughs> uh, the piece of me that's the flamboyant, the fabulous part. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really came to a place where, you know, I, I'd been doing some stuff and I'd been doing some work uh, in another mastermind where I was really trying to do things someone else's way mm-hmm. and I just got totally burnt out by it um, and I don't know if I shared the story with you but hopefully <laughs> this is relevant um, before we started uh, I don't know six months or so maybe a bit longer eight months maybe before we started a friend of mine's child um, came out as trans and it was such I was so overwhelmed with pride and with gratitude and a a fierce like protective devotion (laughs) Mm. um to her but just to let us know that like she was she's 14 um uh, 15 now and i was so thrilled because i I was so proud of her of letting us know who she's always been and um inviting us and just her declaration to i'm gonna live authentically who i am and i was just so overwhelmed with that um process and and you know i was overwhelmed with the the pride of her family for being so accepting and having such a a great environment where she was safe to do that you know which is a beautiful thing i think it's a sign of how far we've come in lots of areas yeah um but it also started this chain of thought for me where i realized that oh hang on wait there's parts of me that like, although I'm out, <laughs> um, there's parts of me that have not been living as my true self. Uh-huh. And, you know, it took me a few months to really sort of take action on it. But when I came to you, I, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm hiding. I'm, I'm, you know, I was filled with so much shame about what I wanted, my desires and, and who I, and like, I'd, I'd been in denial about some parts of myself for so long that, I didn't even 
kind of know who I was. And so this has been a, a, such a beautiful discovery. I, I really think this first you know, six month program that we've, we've done together for me has been, I called it, um, it's been discovering myself and allowing myself to be me finally. Yeah. That is such a great description. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. And yeah. So, okay, hold on. Also, then tell our listeners explicitly, like, your um, pronouns and identity so that um, they know. So, so, hi, everyone. I'm Brian Granger. Um, My pronouns are he, him, his. So, I'm a gay man. Um, And I'm a little bit fabulous. Yes, you are. You really are. (laughs) Y'all, wait, can you tell them... Or can I tell them about how you showed up with um, feathers to one of our... <laughs> yes, please do. Well, it was such a breakthrough for me, but yes, please. Well, it was like, wasn't it after... I, I had done a reel where I wore that like feather collar, right? And you were like, wait a minute, where did you get these? Yeah. And then I feel like it was either our next or, or the one after that call. And you showed up with like white feathers and you were like, hello. And <laughs> I like... <laughs> Die! <laughs> I was like, what? Hey, wait, hold on. Here you are. Here you are. Yes, 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 yes. This is the Brian yeah. that has been here the whole time and has been shy and hiding. Yeah. Like, hello, yeah, fabulous. Everyone, just to let everyone know, I also <laughs> didn't have a shirt on because yes. I was topless. Uh, for everyone else, like, I'm a health and weight loss coach. Um, mm-hmm. I've been doing this for 15 years. I lost 50 kilos. I've kept it off for the 15 years. I've been teaching other people in the weight loss in- Like, I've been in the weight loss industry teaching people how to do this. And never once in that time, have I posted a shirtless picture online? That's wild. Like, and also, I, I, did the did all the gays listening just get their mind blown that you can be <laughs> in the fitness industry and not post shirtless pictures? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, did, maybe I was missing out. I didn't have all those thirst trap photos. Right. <laughs> If you scroll back in my Instagram, that's like the only thing I posted. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, for me, and the reason that it wasn't totally random, it wasn't just um, shame or shyness, although that was certainly in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was partially because so much of my work is about mindset. I believe that if we get yes. the mindset right, right, then all of the other healthy habits, the food, the exercise, everything else flows from that. Like it comes from loving ourselves enough to want the best for our body. So I, I really had envisioned that. So in my mind, it was like, no, no, like I'm a mindset expert. Yeah. Um, I don't need to be showing physique and I don't teach people exercise routines. I mean, mm-hmm. I help them find the exercise that works for them, the movement that works for them, but I don't prescribe mm-hmm. any of that. So I'm like, eh, it's not really relevant. I don't want to attract people who just want like the tell me how to do it. <laughs> exercise plan and diet. Um, I don't do that. It's like, okay, no, we have to love you so that you make the choices that really feel good for you, that are loving towards you, that are part of a devotion towards you. And I realized that even though I had been playing with these concepts for a long time and teaching other people them, there was these parts of me, there's this aspect of me where it was false, where I wasn't honoring my you know, my dark desires, etc. So, and, you know, I'd, I'd, I've had so much uh, body shame for, for everyone else, you know, um, I had, um, who's listening, um, I had, you know, a lot of weight, as I said, 50 kilos extra for most of my adult life. 
Um, I was always the fat kid in high school, so I had a lot of bullying, a lot of being picked on, um, and a lot of shame about my body. And I really thought, you know, growing up, you know, coming of age, if you like, in the the late eighties, early nineties, there was so much, you know, stigma and shame about being gay in the middle of the, in the rise of the AIDS crisis and things like that, and then the gay modeling that the role models that were around and you know what was deemed attractive was always like waif thin you know twink bodies which are awesome by the way all the twinks out there hello um <laughs> i honor you but it's like oh i don't have that so therefore i can't have approval mm-hmm. i'm not good enough I, I don't get to have what i want and i just carried that for so long and this is one of the ways it was showing up in my life that i just wasn't proud of my body. I wasn't willing to show it off. So anyway, oh, that's a long story. Coming back to the, the point though. Well, um, one of the, can I point out one thing right before you do that though? It's yeah. so interesting to, to hear like the way that you coach is that there isn't that you don't prescribe a specific workout plan. Cause you're like, there isn't this perfect way. We got to go find your way. Right. Mm-hmm, and yes. you were getting so discouraged when you were in a coaching program that was doing the opposite of what you teach your yeah. clients oh it, it was I, I, like i didn't even realize that at the time that it was like that i hadn't it hadn't come into my awareness but it's so true because it was like this is the way you do it this is the formula that you do you know you launch in this way over this many days and this is the six-week cycle and this is how you have to be putting yourself out there all the time and like i just i got to the point where i just couldn't do it <laughs> like i couldn't face social media anymore i couldn't like like, and prior to that, I'd been doing Facebook Lives in my Facebook communities and, and uh, things like that, like weekly all the time wasn't a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of my uh, coaching work um, at that time was group coaching. So I was up in front of people. That was never a problem. Yeah. But I just got so averse to doing it because, you know, it, it, in the end, it was a way of traumatizing myself, I think, because it's like I couldn't be me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting how like our brains find those little ways. Like as you made strides in being yourself in other areas, then mm-hmm. some places like within your business specifically, your brain was like, okay, well, I will find a new way that I can be incorrect. <laughs> Somebody else has the rules <laughs> yeah. and I'm fucking it up by being myself. Yeah. There's a right way to do it. And I'll, clearly I'm not doing that. So let me go yes. find someone else to tell me the right way to do it. Yeah, so good. Okay, so we go back. What were you saying? Oh, yeah, we're going to come, come back to the shirt. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the feathers. <laughs> the feathers. Um, because I'd seen Alex do that reel, and I'm like, oh, my God. These are absolutely fabulous. I Like, I love it. I love this look. I'm like, my God, where do I get these? <laughs> um, <laughs> Amazon. Like, do I have to find a drag store? What? Like, where does this happen? Turns out things are available online, y'all. <laughs> Amazon or eBay or whatever. There are things everywhere. We might come back to that later. Things being more available than we think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, um, so I, I found some. And then I'd had this whole thing of not being willing to be seen shirtless and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I had thought, my, my thought was when I ordered um, these feathers, and I did also buy uh, the big feather collar thing. Yes. Uh, as well um it hasn't arrived yet so i'm still looking forward to that one um Ooh. it'll it'll appear on instagram or facebook when i when i get it 
Um, but I was thinking I would take it, like I'd wear it to my dance class, kind of the one area in my life where I'd let myself be me was in like a social dance class, like uh, ballroom and, and Latin and jazz. Oh my um, God, that's so fun. Dancing. And it is really fun. And I love dancing, even though I keep telling myself I hate dancing and I never go to clubs and stuff because I don't know how to dance. Um, so for me, part of my brain likes rules, like structure. I like to know, okay, there are steps. There are things that you do. And so that felt safe to play for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did. I've always loved it. Um, I'm, you know, I still class myself as a beginner. I'm not amazing. But I always love getting into the character of the dance and playing it up. And it's the one place where I kind of get in trouble for being too flamboyant sometimes. Um, but I love, <laughs> love it. That. I love that. So it was the one place where I just felt this joy of like just letting go. Uh, we call it being unrestrained, right? Releasing the reins and just letting myself be. Mm-hmm. And just playing it up and having fun with it, which in so much of my life I felt has been not allowed to have fun. Um, we might come back to that too about adulting for a long time. Um, and so I'd love these places and I'm like, okay, well, I'll buy the feathers and I'll wear them to my dance class because that's the place where people already access me and love me. Like it's a same-sex dance class. So um, it feels safe to do that. And then they arrived and I'm like, hmm, let me just try these on. Yes. <laughs> um, and I'm like, Oh my God. Yes. I love these. And I'm like doing a little dance and I'm like, um, and so then I thought, do you know what? I'm going to surprise Alex and I'm just going to show up to my next coaching call mm-hmm. um, without my shirt on, just my feathers and like, just go, Hey, do you know what? I'm letting myself be me. Here it is. I'm letting myself. And by the way, everyone, I was like, so nervous. I was like <laughs> freaking out. Like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. No, no, no. I'm practicing allowing myself to be. I'm practicing letting go of shame. I can <laughs> there's one place I can do it, I can do it here. Right. <laughs> I'm with Alex. <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> um, so so yeah, I mean, you had created that container of safety for me just to to have my own approval, to have my own back, to mm-hmm. you know, to always hold space for me being okay. Mm-hmm. And it's so valuable just to have some space where I could explore, where I could play around with that. So I'm so grateful for that. But yeah, I showed up and they'd be like, so you are bad. everyone. He was literally speechless. I he was. <laughs> and it takes a lot to make me speechless. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It was so great. And then I was so I was so in the zone afterwards. I'm like, yes, I'm loving it. I'm living this confidence. I'm feeling fabulous. Let me just go and do a Facebook Live right now of me little having a little dance and showing off. And so I, I made a post about body confidence. And finally, you know, I said I'd talk about it a lot, which I have, um, mm-hmm. but I realized I hadn't been living it 100%. You know, I'd been living it 85% or 80%. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do you know what? Let's go all the way mm-hmm. out there. And, you know, I'd always been worried about, you know, what will my, my clients, my past colleagues, standard family members, what are they all going to think, worry about those judgments and things. And like one of the things you've helped me uh, do, one of the most powerful things I think in our our coaching time has been this idea of turning up the volume Mm -hmm. on me, like letting myself be and just turning that up. And then the people who love it, like shine that light (laughs) and like um, you call it releasing that star energy, which was so beautiful for me. Um, and then let the people who love it gravitate toward it, be seen, which is relevant for dating people. We'll come back to that in a minute. Um, right. 
Um, but letting myself be seen, letting it be out there, let the people who like it or love it, celebrate it. Yeah. And the people who don't turn away, do their own thing, unfollow, unsubscribe, or not contact me anymore. And like, okay, I'm willing to allow that. And I put it out there and all I've received is outpourings of love and support. And, oh my God, you're so beautiful. And, you know, you're so energetic and we love you. And like, you know, um, put it all out there. Like it was just overwhelming support. And if there were, there was no negative comments, if anyone didn't like it and they're not there, well, I haven't missed them. Right. <laughs> right. I haven't noticed. <laughs> so right. sorry if you unfollowed me as a protest, I didn't, didn't notice. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So sorry you were unimportant to me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, but for real, isn't this so, so awesome that that's the way that you're looking at it now. Like, it really is okay with you if people leave, it's okay. And look at also the support that was already there waiting to just cheer you on. Like they, these people fucking loved you and you had this like mental wall up of, I don't know what they'll say. I'm afraid of what they will say. And so you actually cut yourself off from the opportunity to receive that. And as soon as you pulled it out of the way, you showed them like, here I am in all my glory. And then they had the opportunity to be like, yes, bitch, go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just laughing because the one conversation I had with my mother afterwards, who also posted something lovely, she was like, yes, it was fabulous. And then she's like, I hope you had pants on. (laughs) And I'm like, Yes, mother. Like you can see the waistband of my shorts in, in one of the pieces of the shots, and then and you know what? I didn't care anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> I hope you had pants on. What a that's such like a mom thing. Like, honey, I still want I celebrate you, but I want to find some piece of advice to give you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I, I mean, I love it. It was it was beautiful. And then so I love that cute. she comes to like, and you know what? I think I got some of this idea of being a little bit fabulous, being willing to dress up like from her. She's mm. <laughs> shout out to mom. Hi mom. Um, she's a, she loves getting up in costume and, you know, the local town has a, a, a festival every year where everyone gets up in costumes and, you know, at the a drop of a hat, she'll get in an elf costume or a fairy costume or a, you know, oh, I love a Madonna her. costume or whatever. She'll get out the tool and the, the, the boas or whatever. Oh my God. She sounds fabulous. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's a scream. (laughs) Well, of course, you got it from her. Thanks, mom, for the (laughs) for the fabulous gene. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, that is so awesome. So um and so helpful. Just to remind everyone that like really yet there's such a fear that we naturally have of being rejected. And when you learn to be able to have your own back, this is what it looks like. You end up putting yourself out there and receiving the support that's literally been waiting there the whole time. And that's the thing, right? It's not just, oh, no one rejected me or I didn't get the hate I was expecting, right? Or I'm okay with that. Like I can welcome it and like I can bring it. Mm-hmm. You've got it. If you've got a disagreement, you don't like me, you don't like who I am, you don't like <laughs> my thoughts, beliefs, who I sleep with, then okay, well, you go be you then, like, no problem, go away. But it wasn't just the absence of the hate. It was the 
the opening to the the love and support which was always there as you said you know yeah yeah the key thing for mum was the willingness to be a little bit silly to play and so crazy because i spent so much of my life denying that yeah tell tell us more about that explain that okay so yeah so when i started because i used to think um like my demeanor the way my personality is the way i was always um thought of myself is that i'm very serious Mm -hmm. you know um like in my youth uh you know uh, my parents got divorced and and i still to that day there's a particular day there where we moved house (laughs) um and for me i know that that was the day in my mind not from anyone else but in my mind that's the day my childhood ended and so from that time, like, you know, in my mind, you know, I have to be the man of the house. I have to be an adult now. I have to look after my siblings. I have to be responsible. And so for all of my adolescence and my young adulthood and really for my life, so I became this very serious person and that was how I'd been defining myself. Um, and I was really frightened. I had a, a, a fear about play, this idea that playing was wrong, it was mm-hmm. bad. And then, you know, it added even to that, like to the, the body shame and being overweight and, um, you know, being gay, you know, like the only thing I knew about, you know, being gay in the, the late 80s and early 90s was that gay people got AIDS and died. That was it. And, you know, we know that was the truth for so many, but it's not the only truth. It's not the totality of the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so for so long, I just had, you know, I, I was walking around with this idea that play is bad. I can't just have fun. I can't let go. I have to be serious. I have to be sensible. I have to be controlled. Um, <laughs> I like to say I'm a card-carrying member of the Control Enthusiasts Club. <laughs> uh, I know there's I lots of others that. out there. Get your card stamped. <laughs> no. Yeah, because I think, you know, you talk about this as a way of creating safety, right? We try and control everything else. We can try our environment, we try and control other people, we can try who sees us, who doesn't see us, how we present. Yeah. So that we can feel safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, it works to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, it never works perfectly because I don't know if anyone knows this who's listening, but you can't actually control other people. You can't Damn control it. <laughs> I know, right? Like, come on. Look, just do. <laughs> Can we try harder? Will it work if we try harder? Mm, I don't think so. It's never been my experience. I know. Same. I know. Like, just like I was even, I used to think of that even with my weight loss clients. I'm like, just do what I say. It works. Right. <laughs> like, despite my whole thing about we have to find your way and we have to, like, like just do it. <laughs> right. But, but we have to give ourselves permission to release some of that control and to mm-hmm. not be perfect and to allow ourselves to really be. And that was the thing for me then. I just couldn't let myself be seen. Because I wasn't willing to look at myself, like there were these parts of me that you know I just wasn't willing to to look at. So, so it's been such a delight 
to discover this sense of play. I know I um, I said something in the mastermind uh, one of the times with Alex in the group um, that I, I've been playing around with something and like Alex says, wait, hold on. You've been what? <laughs> because I hadn't let myself play. Yeah. I hadn't let myself have, have permission to use the word. Yeah. Well, I distinctly remember it was either our first or second call. Yeah. And we talked about play and you had this visceral reaction to the word. And I was like, oh, um, let's not do that. And you're like, but I need to. And I was like, I don't think you do because it doesn't sound like you like it. You're like, well, I don't, but I need to like it. I said, well, that's not going to work. Let's not, <laughs> let's not work on playing right now since you right. actually hate it, right? And then for those listening, just so you understand a little bit more about yourself, if you're in the same boat, if you really, if you are in the um, control enthusiast club, and you actually genuinely right now have this part of you that really hates play, forcing yourself is only going to make it worse, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what you were finding. That's what I was doing. I was trying to, like, even I was forcing myself to show up, to coach, to to launch, to be try and be a certain way. And if it's mm-hmm. false, it burns you out. And it was the same thing all the way along through this whole journey. <laughs> like Alex is, um, I think I finally learned the process. Um which is, you know, be willing to feel the discomfort, right? Yeah. And then take actions towards it. And that was what I'd never been letting myself do. I've been feeling discomfort and backing away. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and then step three, I've learned it now is <laughs> have your own back. Yeah. But I used to like not let myself like feel that discomfort and it was wrong. And I thought coming to coaching with Alex, the only um, way to do that was to force myself to do it, was to get so uncomfortable to get out. Like, I kind of feel like it was like getting out of my skin. <laughs> like I had to like, like literally jump off the cliff. I had to, you know, force myself to get so uncomfortable. Like we talked about the roller coaster. We should maybe talk about that scale. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. So I had this scale of discomfort. Everyone it started out with just like, a, you know, a mild unpleasantness and like an aversion And then it ramps up to um, like fear of doing it and then to the actual discomfort of doing it. And then it's the, oh my God, screaming, you know, under their heart pounding, like really in it. And then I had level five as death. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And and I thought the only way to get over it, like, because, you know, I'd heard in coaching circles and I'd heard, you know, like you got to face your fear, you got to. Um, you know, be willing to walk into it, like feel the fear and lean into it and all these sorts of things. But I thought that meant that you had to then go all the way to death. <laughs> Basically right. off the charts, off the scales. The only way was to like jump and leap and go in so completely. But my my body, my mind, my inner self was so, like it was so far beyond what I could allow for myself. What um, what I believe for myself and what was safe. I couldn't, I could never get myself to do it. And I used to hate myself for going, you know, um, like I'd walk up to the door of a gay bar and then not go in, in my youth. I'd agree to go to a party or something. And I, then I'd make an excuse at the last Mm -hmm. minute. 
not to go. I'd get right up to the point of asking someone out, right? And go, Ooh, I like you. Do you want to hang out? And chickening out. And I used to beat myself up about that so hard for so long yeah. about that. Like, I'm just not good enough. I'm just not courageous enough. I can't do it. Um, and Which is funny because, <laughs> like, when you say it out loud, it's like, <clears throat> really, the only way to be successfully facing your fear is to feel like you're on the edge of death 24-7? Like, yeah. what? That's shit advice. Yeah. And I didn't, and I didn't even realize that, like, I was kind of in that forcing myself place until you pointed out that we actually had this discussion. And, and like, because um, as we've been working, you know, I've been doing some things. Yeah. It's been fun. And actually allowing myself to feel the discomfort. And I did that. Like, I wore the feathers and I did the video, even though it was um, a bit scary, but I was willing to love myself enough to do it. I was willing to, to, to be there for me. Mm-hmm. And do it. And I'm like, oh, that was only kind of uncomfortable. And by the way, everyone, kind of fun. Um, <laughs> it's completely fun, right? That existential kink thing's like, ooh, actually, the thrill here is a little bit fun. Um, yes. um, and then you said to me, well, you don't have to go to the death scale, to the edge of death. You can just keep doing that again, that amount that you're willing to experience now and just keep doing that. And then your capacity for more, like the scale on the side of the graph, changes, mm-hmm. right? Because right. we grow the capacity. That's what confidence is. It's the capacity to, to feel it and to know that we're okay. Yeah? 100%. Yeah. And I really, the other thing too that that visual was so good in pointing out and I want to just like help everyone think about this for themselves right now, what feels like a three or a four on that scale of like one to five will eventually feel like a one or a two. Yeah. And the 11 on the 10 point fear scale comes back to a five or six or a seven. Right. So it's not that you're doing anything wrong when the things start getting less scary, you're doing it correctly. And that was a conversation we had too. You were like, well, I don't feel terrified anymore. So I I don't think I'm doing it right. And I was like, no, you're doing perfect. Look at now your, your capacity, what's within your comfort zone now is way more than it was a few months ago. So at any point you get to decide I'm done. I like this comfort zone. Like, I don't care whenever you feel like you're at the point, right? To me, I love, I I feel like my whole life is going to be that journey of constantly like going and finding the new edges. And I believe that's true of you too. I probably, me too. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I'm all in for this now. Like, Oh, actually I don't have to go to the point of scaring myself to death to try and get over it, to face that fear. I can ease myself into it. And this was such a big part of our, our, our work together because mm-hmm. I thought I used to have to force myself. I have to, I'm going to have to build up the courage and just jump and leap and have faith. Um, and instead you're like, no, what if you just ease into it? For me, it became the metaphor of just letting myself fall, like standing on the edge of the cliff or um, you talk, you, you shared an example about um, skydiving mm-hmm. yeah. and that you just lean, you don't actually jump out of the plane. You just lean and fall. And that's just something I could visualize for myself that I could let myself do. Okay. Oh, hold on. Wait, I can just let myself fall here. I can just 
trust that maybe, just possibly, I can have what I want and I can allow myself to have it and I can just fall into the openness of the experience. And this was so key, right? Not expecting then that I'm going to magically be fixed or solved after it, but I'm going to have an experience and then I get to decide what parts of that experience I recreate, do again, keep practicing and what parts I don't. And that was, that was such a key moment for me. It's like, Alex was like, you know, what if you had the experience and then decided if you liked it or mm. not? Because up until then, I was like, I was not letting myself have the experience. I was just deciding ahead of time that I wouldn't like it, that it would be horrible, that it would be awful, that it'd be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And yeah. turns out you're, sometimes it's not so bad. Sometimes it is bad. But sometimes it's not so bad. Isn't that fun? <laughs> <laughs> It's totally fun now. <laughs> right. And now that you like play and find, uh-huh. like genuinely enjoy them, now you're on a, on the roll there. Now it's actually, now you're enjoying it, right? That's the big, was the big um, word there. It was like, if you don't enjoy play, then let's not use that word play and let's not even try to force play. Let's just, what yeah. is, what do you enjoy right now? Yeah, that's right. Everybody knows non-consent is not enjoyable. Right. It's not okay. It's not enjoyable. Don't do it for yourself. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. Self-consent. Yes. Yeah. You're totally right. Cause that's what you're doing when you're like forcing yourself to death every time. And then mm-hmm. um you're like traumatizing yourself by like not actually having your own consent. Ooh. Yeah. And then beating yourself after up afterwards for not, <laughs> you know, what a terrible cycle. Yeah. Self-fulfilling shame. So that is that that right there is the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Self-consent. Shit. Yeah. That's good. Um I would love for you to share with everyone how this has translated into your dating now. (laughs) Yeah. So exciting for me. Um so for everyone else, I'm gonna share this on the podcast. Yes, I am. Um because uh, I release shame. I'm willing go. to feel it all. Yes. So for everyone, um, so I'd had some experiences in in my youth, which were not great. Um, they felt uh they were consensual, but it felt a little bit non-consensual. Mm-hmm. Um in that I wasn't really speaking up for what I wanted. Um I, you know, it wasn't willing and enthusiastic consent <laughs> sort yeah. of things. It was just like, oh, you know, maybe we can, or, you know, I was getting some, you know, some pity sex, or some, um, you, you know, know, things like that. It just feel awful, by the way. Mm. Don't do that to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, so anyway, so I had some experiences and then, you know, I then decided, like, you know, I'd, I'd had that extra weight on. I was buffering my feelings about eating and, and putting myself down. I'd just had this spiral. And then finally, I decided to do something about it. Um, and, you know, I lost the weight and I thought, oh, magically, I'm going to lose the weight. And then all the guys are going to be coming, right? Like, I'm right. going to be a beacon. I'll be fending them off, you know, like, I'll be so attractive. I'll, just, you know, I'll have so many options. And, you know, I, I did the outside work <laughs> on changing my body, but I hadn't done the inside work mm-hmm. on 
really, truly loving all of me and allowing myself. So I kind of just shut myself down. It was almost like I became asexual for a, a long time there. So it was like 15, 16 years where I didn't date. I basically didn't have sex. Yeah. Um, and I just didn't allow myself yeah. to have it. I was just too in, too in fear. And then to being too responsible, I'm like, oh, I've got to focus on my work. I've got to focus on my job. And I realized that I'd done it throughout my life to have a good excuse for not mm. actually looking at me in the mirror and not actually like, you know, going, what do you, what do you actually want? Who are you? Mm-hmm. What do you want to have? What do you want to achieve? And I'd really not let myself see myself mm-hmm. until we <laughs> did this work. So anyway, long story short, so I've been talking about getting back in the dating book for a long time and i've even had profiles on some of the apps and things for a long time but they're all very you know safe and nice and you know i like music and i like you know and i'd be willing to put like really out there i like classical music and i like ambient electronica (laughs) you know like edgy (laughs) you know um oh my god i love you I mean, yeah. oh, that's my point of difference, you know. Uh, <laughs> so, so I'd put these things out there and it would be very nondescript and be very safe and be kind of like nothing to object to, or, but nothing to also mm. be drawn to, nothing to be attracted by, nothing to be to love or to be repelled by. Yes. And then, so neutral. Yes. Very like, well, boring. Yeah. Really? Like that's what it ends. Very boring. And boring is safe. Yeah. Yeah. I did it for so long to keep myself safe because I didn't have to risk being seen, being rejected by someone. Mm-hmm. Right. I could just, oh well, no one's messaged me, no one's contacted me, no one's no one's swiped right, you know, or whatever. Give right. me a wolf or a match or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and um so one of the things we've been exploring in our work is going, well, well, what do you want? And allowing myself to actually like look at my desires and go actually well what am i into what actually turns me on what mm-hmm. where is the thrill in it for me um <laughs> we discovered um some of it's in the taboo it's in the like um in the kink <laughs> yeah. so the kink um, the edgy like that's yeah. my that's my favorite i'm like is it not allowed cool i now i'm interested <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All the things that you're not supposed to do. And I think as queer people, we all have, I can't speak for everyone, but my experience has been very much that we have a little bit of that because, you know, I grew up in a time when it's wrong to, mm-hmm. you know, if I want to kiss a guy, no, uh, uh, not allowed to do that. You want to put what where? No, that doesn't go there. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so literally, like, kink is all about shame. So it literally, all of it's, all of our experiences kink. Yeah when it's made to be taboo and wrong. Yeah. We think it's wrong to just be who we are. Then it's no wonder (laughs) that we get a little bit of a thrill from enjoying the wrong. If we're going to let ourselves be authentic and go, you know what? Yeah. I like guys. (laughs) You know, Um, um, I'm going to let myself feel that and experience that. And at the time, knowing it was a little bit wrong. It was a bit thrilling. (laughs) Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, so I had all of this going on in the background and we'd come to the place where I'm like, okay, no, I'm willing to be me. I'm willing to see, see, I, I, I've got like, here are the things I actually like, or here are the things I think I like that 
I haven't tested out, but I'd like to test out with someone. Right. Um, and Alex was like, well, you know, what if you checked out one of these apps or another app with like, did you have a bit longer profile? And what if you just, what if you just said it? Right. What if you just put out there exactly what you're looking for, exactly what you're not looking for, who you're interested in and see. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, like, you know, I, I, Alex, I've been trying that for like 15, 20 years, all my life. I've been trying to get what I want. And there just aren't people out there. There's no one around. There are no other guys who's interested in what I'm interested. It's not possible. They don't exist. Like these are the stories that I was telling myself to keep myself safe because I didn't have to go out there and look. I didn't have right. to risk. I didn't have to, um, you know, face the possibility that it might be true, which right. isn't. Anyway, <laughs> so we, we put my profile, like, I put my profile up. Um, y'all, it took me two hours to decide on my name. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> like, I downloaded the app and I'm like, okay, I'm in it. I, I, in my mind, I know how to say what I'm, I, like I've decided what I'm going to ask for and what I'm interested in. I'm just going to put it out there. Yes, I'm ready to go. Name. Oh, shit. Um, I don't know. What am I going to do? Am I going to use one of these codes? Am I going to try and be clever? Uh, you know, uh, uh, what are all these other people doing? Like, right. Alex, you right. didn't tell me that I would have to put a name. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I was like, I freaked out for two hours going, I don't know what to do. What's the right thing? Oh my God, I got to get this right. Like in the control club, right. I, there's a right way to do it. I got to do it perfectly. I also, also I'll stuff the whole thing up. And then eventually I remembered that, hold on, wait, what am I doing here? I'm releasing the shame. Mm-hmm. I'm refusing to be shamed for what I want and for who I am. Mm-hmm. So you know what? I'm gonna write my name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so I got past that. So I just made my profile name is just my name. There um, you go. And then I put out there what I what I wanted. Like this is what I'm interested in. This is what I like. This is what I'm interested in exploring. Like I put in there that like um, I've recently learned that I have this idea about kink and taboo that was new. Like previously, I always thought kink was like pain and bondage and um, you know whips and chains. Right. I know it might excite some people, mm-hmm. um, but I'm like, no, no, no. I don't like pain. Pain is bad. I have to avoid pain at all costs. So um, I can't feel out of control. Um, like so I can't be restrained. Like, no, no, yeah. no, this is not safe, not permissible for me. And so I rejected all of that. Um, and okay, right. Well, let me just put out what I, what I'm going to do, like, oh, I've discovered this kink thing. I want to implore, explore sensation play. I want to explore some things that maybe are a little bit taboo. Yeah. Um, um, and the beautiful thing, the thing that blew my mind was that, like, like, there's no one, there's no one around ever. Can't find anyone. I've been looking. I moved to a big city. I've been looking for 20 years. There isn't anybody. <laughs> this app tells you how close people are. And then there were all these people messaging me there are all these guys who are hot guys interested in <laughs> what i wanted within walking distance of my house <laughs> a kilometer less than a mile you know it was like oh my god what there are people here who just might want what i want right it might actually be possible i can't help but laugh every time you tell me this because <laughs> like 
It's so true. And I laugh because I've been in the exact same place. Like, and I'm guilty of exactly the same things. Talking about the most bland things about me that are not the things that really mm. are going to really turn someone on, the right people on, right? I kept my volume low and I kept the station tuned to something very neutral. Versus, like, really tuning into, like, okay, here's really who I am, and then here's really what I want. So, like, I laugh because I'm like, yes, this is the experience I had, too, and I know for certain it'll be the experience that anyone listening that's like, you gotta be kidding me, this can't work, and then goes and does it, your mind is gonna be blown, y'all. It fucking works. You will have... DMs not long after you honestly say, Mm. here's what I'm actually looking for. It's wild. And it is scary because you're being explicit about your wants and desires. And if you haven't done the work to be okay with your wants and desires and to heal the shame around it and to have the confidence to have your own back, then yeah, this is, it's going to be kind of triggering for you. That's why we do the work we do. In the Confident Queer program. <laughs> yeah, you have to do that work ahead of time. But it doesn't have to be hard. This is the thing. I always thought it had to be hard. It had to be painful. It had to be super uncomfortable. And it doesn't. It doesn't. It can't. We can do it in a way that's safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and the beautiful thing is, like, for me, just to keep going on there, is that, like, now I've been having some dates. And I'm even doing things like speaking up on the dates for what I want, asking for what I want. Um, yes. You know, you did the... Um, confident as fuck uh workshop yes and even that that was so powerful i'm like oh okay so i'm out on the date or i'm meeting this person and then i noticed the first couple of dates i was still kind of people pleasing i was worried about their pleasure not worried about my pleasure I, you know i was like oh i have to make sure that i get approval here that they have a good time um and so just recently i've been like okay you know what what do you i mean asking talking about it ahead of time asking for consent of course but it's like you know I've been really struggling with like just receiving pleasure. So what if I, would you be okay if I just like lay here in starfish and you just do with me whatever you want? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like this guy was playing, was like, you know, I can, okay, I'm into that. Right. All right. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> yeah. And the cool thing too, the more you do that, your example then sets an example for others to do the same. Mm-hmm. And you'll like for our listeners that like are like, wait, hold on. This is all blowing my mind. Right. Get ready. Because as soon as you start asking for what you want on a consistent basis, your partner or partners will also feel the comfort to ask for the, what they want. You've been spending your time trying to people please them and figure out what they want. And like, totally out of your own head and the actually most helpful thing for both pleasing them and pleasing you is just you asking for what you want (laughs) you have to give yourself permission and then you give them permission and they're allowed to say no they're allowed to object and like i'm okay with that it's like okay okay well we won't do that let's do something you do want to do let's find something together let's find a one match here right right let's make this mutual enjoyable fun right and that was so many things that you know all these things that were so wrong or bad and one of the things you said to me alex along the way is like hold on this is two consensual adults doing something they both agree and want to do right like oh oh (laughs) so it is allowed 
<laughs> Maybe. Right. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. Um, and if it's a little bit naughty and you've got this kink, this taboo, this, this shame, where your shame becomes also the thrill, then all the better. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Preach. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So do this work, people. Yes. <laughs> do it. And I want to, before we close, can you just, mm-hmm. because I loved your tip about finding 100 new things, can you tell oh, yeah. everyone how you've done that with food and then how it translated into other areas so that they can do this mm-hmm. exercise? Yeah, absolutely. So when I started my weight loss journey, I thought it was just the um, just the takeaway and the alcohol and the you know afternoon happy hour cheese and nut platter um, that was my extra weight. It was all just the junk food. And um, when I started doing the the program that I was doing, um, which really gets you to look at everything you're eating, and I started recording everything I was eating and, and really paying attention to it. And then I realized, oh, oh, it's everything. <laughs> It's not just these extras. Mm-hmm. It's all my daily habits, all of my food. I have to start from scratch. Um, and so what I what I did there is went, okay, well, okay, I'm not going to relearn anything at once. I'm just going to start. And I'm just, I'd made a commitment with myself in that like very first week or two of my weight loss that I was like, I'm going to do one new recipe a week. And as I've done that, and I've sort of continued to do that over the years, so like it's, 15 odd years now um and sometimes and look honestly people i'm not 100 percent. it's not a new one absolutely every single week sometimes it's a variation on a theme or i try cooking something a different way or i just add one different ingredient <laughs> you know mm-hmm. or I swap a vegetable you know it doesn't have to be rocket science it doesn't have to be from scratch brand new but i shake it up i cook it a different way i try a different recipe but lots of it was trying a new recipe and i'm just trying things out mm-hmm. um and what I discovered along the way is that I didn't love everything, but there were things that I did love that I did enjoy. And like, oh, this is a healthy choice. It's in a healthy balance. I like it. I like the way it feels in my body. Um, it works for my weight loss journey. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to keep it. I'd make a favorite. And I made this folder of favorites. Um, and, you know, I came to the place where like, oh my God, I could just like um, go from my favorites. Like I, I can find new favorites and I, I can go through them and I could have a, a new recipe every meal for like months without a repeat, just with my favorites. Mm. Now, you know, I see so many people get stuck on, here's the one thing I like. Here's the one breakfast. This is the breakfast I like. I have it every day. I enjoy it. And like, okay, if that really is your truth, then let's celebrate that. Have you opened the possibility though? What if you had five favorites? What if you had 10 favorites? And so I teach my clients that you can, you can find new favorites. And what... What I love when you pointed out to me during this, during our six months, I had to move house and uh, I'd been looking for places and um, I'd been finding some and there was one like, oh, I love this one. This is my favorite. I want it so hard. And then it turned out a few days later that they shouldn't actually even been showing it to people. They actually had a tenant lined up to go in there straight away. There I'm like, ugh, ugh, but that was my favorite. <laughs> and then, <laughs> Uh, Alex reminded me um, that the story of favorites came up. Like, oh, I can yeah. find new favorites. Yeah, and like instantly, I was able to like, oh, okay, well, I can just decide the next one's my favorite or the next one, or I can just keep looking until I find a new favorite. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. And I'm so grateful now in terms of the house because I've 
now found a new place and I love it. And I think I love it even more <laughs> than the previous favorite. So everything happens for us, not to us. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can find new favorites. And then you have to keep reminding me. I love that you keep reminding me. It's like, you know, you can find that with guys too. Right. Oh, yeah, I can find new favorites to, to play with. Or to, like I can find new people to to love or have these interactions with. Mm-hmm. Um, I could do it with experiences. I can find new favorite experiences instead of just restricting myself to the five things I like in my life or that I've allowed because of safety. There's mm-hmm. so much more. It's been, this is what, why I've been loving this work <laughs> so much and I was so excited to share it with everyone. It's everyone, I've just renewed for another six months because I want more. <laughs> I'm going again. Yes. Um, because I'm getting to know myself. I'm discovering what's possible for me. I'm discovering my true desires and I'm finally allowing myself to have it. And I'm discovering that it's so much more than I thought was possible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I do it, I'm like, ooh, actually this is kind of fun and I can do it and it is possible for me and I want more of it. Let's keep going. You know? So for me, this is a lifetime. I'm not stopping (laughs) this confidence now. This is like, Oh, I know the process. I know I can do this. It was actually easier than I thought Mm -hmm. when I let myself do it, when I just gave myself consent when I just fell into it and allowed. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you for adding that for everyone. I think that is such a helpful framework um, and such, just such a great tip. And thank you also for the, um, for the, what do you, what do you call that? The, the testimony, right? I appreciate that. <laughs> of course. Um, all right. Well, can you let everyone know, we will link your, your sites and everything in the show notes, but let everyone know like quickly what it is you do and how to find you. Because if they want to work with a coach who really gets this shit and is going to work for like, they know you now, they want to work with you. (laughs) If they want to lose weight, you're the coach. (laughs) Honoring yourself and honoring a little bit of your own fabulousness, finding your light to shine. Like doing it in a way that's easy for you. Okay, this is what I do with my work with people. It's so interesting that all through my journey, I, I, I'm an expert. I do this with my clients in my in the weight loss zone. And Alex just kept pointing out to me all throughout our journey. It's like, you know, you could apply that to the rest of your life. Right. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I kind of already know how to do this. I just need to stop siloing it in this yeah. part of life. Anyway, so how do I help people? So um, I really, truly believe that I help people come to self-acceptance, to self-love, and from that place to love themselves healthy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the only diet that's going to work is the one you can do forever. So mm-hmm. I help people make those lasting changes, right? Really unpick and un, un, uh, unwrap and dismantle the habits that haven't been serving us, those old unhealthy habits that we formed. So we figure out why, mm-hmm. pull those apart. And then I help people um, from love, make more loving choices towards themselves. I've been playing around with this idea of helping people become devoted to themselves, Mm -hmm. in a place where like food becomes an offering, a worship, Uh, right? It's a a sacred, a sacrament. It's a a gesture of respect. So we treat ourselves with reverence. And as I've, and as I've allowed myself to do that, oh my God, things are so much better. And so I help people do that. So I help people rebuild their habits in a way that they can sustain. We find their process. 
their joy in food that's going to work. So um, if people are interested in that and wants to reach out to me, I'm happy to chat with anyone about that. Um, so you can check out my website at livemorelife.com.au. I'm in Australia, so .com.au. Um, you can reach out to me on Instagram at, at livemorelifecoaching, or one word. Um, or you can find me on Facebook, livemorelifecoaching, or just look for Brian Granger. <laughs> look for Perfect. the fabulous. You'll find him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. I love it. And we will, again, we'll put all of that in the show notes so y'all can go down there and click on that and, um, give Brian a follow, go check out his, um, social media and everything to get more information and, um, to start like practicing this. It doesn't need to be as difficult as you might've been making it on yourself, the weight loss. So, oh, you can see me dancing in the feathers if you want to do that <laughs> yes get the feather video you all get the you want the feather video trust me it's a good one <laughs> all right any final words um only no thank you alex for this uh, amazing experience for helping me be more me and you know inviting me for this opportunity to share it with everyone so i just want to say to everyone like yes you have the doubt and the, and the fear and all those things and it's okay none of that's a problem it's not a reason to stop. It's not a reason to, to do this work and to invite yourself into allowing yourself the awareness and the confidence to be who you are. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you for sharing your light. Thank you for um, being extraordinary and uh, sharing your light with everyone else. It really is um, such a gift you've given everyone mm -hmm. today. My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Radiant. You're being radiant. <laughs> I was trying to think of that word. <laughs> All right, y'all. I will see you on the next episode. Bye. Oh my God. Wait, don't jump off just yet. I don't know if you saw it, but I have a new program for queer plus people. Anyone who considers themselves in the LGBTQIA plus spectrum, you are welcome, even if you're in a straight presenting relationship. The new program is called Worthy, and it's a sex and relationship program to either take your existing relationship deeper and create more intimacy by having the confidence to speak up for your desires. And it also means we're going to do some work on getting clarity on what the hell your desires are in the first place, because most people don't even know. If you are single, you are also welcome to join. This is like the best way you could possibly ever start your dating experience because if you show up with the confidence to ask for what you want and to speak specifically on it, you're also going to save yourself so much time on the bullshit of dating. So come on in. You've got just over a week to join Worthy. March 22nd, 2022, we kick off. I can't wait to have you in the room with me. All the information you need to join is down in the show notes. See you there. If you enjoyed this episode, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with a friend so they too can become more confident. You can also help more people find the show by leaving a five-star review wherever you listen. And if you want to become a more confident queer with support from yours truly, head to coachalexray.com or use the link down in the show notes. I'm looking forward to working with you.